Bill Gates declared vaccines the best investment I've ever made. There's been over a 20 to 1 return, over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. Gates gave hours of videotape testimony. What were the non-Microsoft browsers that you were concerned about in January of 1996? That month. Yes, sir. And what about it? What non-Microsoft browsers were you concerned about in January of 1996? I don't know what you mean, concerned. Um, what is it about the word concerned that you don't understand? I'm not sure what you mean by it. The Justice Department has charged Microsoft with engaging in anti-competitive and exclusionary practices designed to maintain its monopoly in personal computer operating systems. In a move to overshadow the negative press, Gates invested $100 million to set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Overnight, Bill Gates transformed his public image from ruthless tech monopolizer to the world's most generous philanthropist. I'm pleased to announce that we're pledging an additional billion dollars. Uh, to... We had the chance to witness Bill Gates 2.0, the man you don't know. The rebranding campaign paid off. His net worth swiftly doubled, earning Bill Gates the title of richest man in the world. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? In a Wall Street essay, Bill Gates declared vaccines the best investment I've ever made. There's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. The Gates Foundation expanded rapidly into a massive, vertically integrated, multinational corporation controlling every step in a supply chain that reaches from its Seattle-based boardrooms to the villages of Africa and Asia. Is the world's largest private philanthropy causing harm? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has made millions of dollars each year from companies blamed for many of the same social and health problems the foundation seeks to address. The Gates Foundation has investments in 69 of the worst polluting companies in the U.S. and Canada. Other companies in the foundation's portfolio have been accused of transgressions, including forcing thousands of people to lose their homes, supporting child labor, defrauding and neglecting patients and medical care. The Gates Foundation has not provided details. William H. Gates III and Melinda French Gates. As a top donor to both the WHO and the CDC, no one man has more power than Bill Gates to influence and control the health and medical freedom of all people. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. This will be the new normal until a vaccine is developed. Until we find a vaccine, going back to normal means putting lives at risk. We need to produce it and to deploy it in every single corner of the world. Full vaccination 
of our children and pregnant women. Development of new vaccines, therapeutics and diagnostics. We've already bought the syringes. We already know where it's going to happen. We're thinking about what that's going to be. It's all part of this plan. Our military is now being mobilized, so at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give it to a lot of people very, very rapidly. In 1986, President Ronald Reagan signed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, granting total immunity to vaccine manufacturers. After a decade of lawsuits related to vaccine injuries and deaths, vaccine makers were going bankrupt. In a move to coerce policymakers, Vaccine companies threatened to stop making vaccines until they could be legally shielded from liability. To this day, when someone is injured or killed as the result of an adverse reaction, it is the U.S. taxpayers that pay for the damages. Welcome back. Were several Indian tribal girls used as guinea pigs? The report alleges that two American pharma giants untested vaccine was administered to thousands of tribal girls without proper study and paperwork. India was among the hardest hit after Bollywood celebrities were incentivized by the Gates Foundation to urge the public to submit to mass vaccinations. In 2009, tribal children were administered the HPV vaccine. Over 24,000 girls were told they were being given wellness shots in many cases, without the informed consent of a parent or a guardian. The people that were administering these vaccines lied to the guardians of these girls and told the girls, oh, this is gonna cure cancer, you're never gonna have cancer. And these girls became severely injured. Some of them developed seizures, some of them developed cancer. And seven girls died. And there was no insurance, there was no assistance for them and the Gates Foundation denied that it had been clinical trials. And it was so bad that the parliament in India created a task force, they studied it, and they kicked out the Gates Foundation. But India is a barbaric country. Things happen here in a very barbaric way. But I was surprised to find an American organization operating in broad daylight, doing things in a very, very, let's say, Indian fashion. And so the route I took was that I want the whole procedure to be investigated. The Indian parliament formed a committee and it was to me a rather surprising move because you generally don't often have such a high level inquiry into matters affecting poor people. And that was such an extraordinary report. I don't think Indian parliament has ever come out with such a scathing report. And the government officials came up and said, we shouldn't have authorized this. We're sorry, we're not going to allow them again. And now they're back doing their same old tricks again. The good news is that human clinical trials can start as early as July 2020 for India's first COVID-19 indigenous vaccine that's been developed by Bharat Biotech. So you can imagine how the manipulation of the media by the media, the manipulation of public opinion by leaders from all political parties unanimously saying we want a vaccine. And the worst thing is they are taken as philanthropists. 
Whereas what this actually is, is the acquisition of political and financial power. And I think the second most populous country with 1.3 billion people is going to be a good base for pharmaceutical companies to make a killing and also kill a lot of people in the process. Yes, I just find it a pity that we haven't been able to get any benefit for the girls who suffered, you know. It's so terrifying as to what they're actually doing with the world. We're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. A 2018 scientific study released in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health concluded that over 490,000 children in India developed paralysis as a result of the gate-supported oral polio vaccine that was administered between the years of 2000 and 2017. Using all the usual sleight of hand, U.S.-based media and fact-checkers rushed to bury the story. But thanks to the meticulous work of a team of Indian researchers and doctors, The Inconvenient Truth lives on the NIH.gov website. It's my honor to introduce Bill and Melinda Gates. Without any medical training, Bill and Melinda Gates founded the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, through which they fulfill their agenda to vaccinate the world. The foundation has been sued by the governments of some of the poorest and most vulnerable nations, for causing serious harm through experimental vaccine programs. If you just look at healthcare workers around the world, they deserve to get the vaccine first. You know, here in the United States, really it's going to be black people who really should get it first and many indigenous people. Vaccines were always taught to us that it was safe, it was, it was healthy, this is things that we had to do. But given the position that I am in now as a state legislator and looking at these studies and reviewing a lot of these studies, it's very scary, and I want the African-American community to open up their eyes. Of all the places that Mr. Gates could have gone in the world, why did he settle on Africa? It's not because he cares about people that look like me. He cares about an agenda. African bodies have been used as lab rats for many years for Big Pharma. They are using us for trials, they are using us for testing, but as an African, I say no more. Africans, they're tired of becoming the guinea pigs of the world. Their antennas are raised and they're telling each other all over social media, they're on high alert right now. There is a policy of the American government it's called the Kissinger Report, which was produced in the mid-70s. And it explicitly states that uh, the purpose of the foreign policy in Africa was to uh, reduce the, the population because they have great mineral resources there. And the time Kissinger and those involved with the Carter administration wanted to shrink the population, make sure that the Africans do not develop and do not use the resources for themselves, because we in the States, we need them. There is a, a concerted effort of foreign powers to uh, control the population of Africa. Some children did survive the botched vaccinations last month and will recover, but 15, all under the age of five, died from fever, vomiting, and diarrhea. Human errors 
contributed to the unfortunate deaths of the children. How can you believe Big Pharma, but not believe these parents when they tell you that their children have been injured by Big Pharma? I don't care how big this corporate machine looks. As a parent, I can tell you, these people will never stop fighting for their kids. It would take hours to list all of the questionable initiatives that Bill Gates is involved in. Here's a few of the highlights. Gates is one of the key funders in the stratospheric-controlled perturbation experiment designed to block out the sun in an effort to control global warming by releasing massive amounts of calcium carbonate and other materials into the upper atmosphere. Critics, including environmental scientists, have called the project a global genocide experiment. Gates has invested over $1 billion in EarthNow's global surveillance project. The project will launch hundreds of satellites into space, which will allow for the 24-7 monitoring of all people everywhere. In partnership with MIT, Bill Gates has developed a new technology that allows vaccines to be injected under your skin, along with your medical records. The Quantum Dot Tattoo will implant an invisible certificate that can be scanned by authorities using a cell phone app and infrared light. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. So eventually, there will be this digital immunity proof. The EPA recently approved an experimental use permit to Oxitec, a biotech company funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In an effort to fight malaria, Oxitec will soon release millions of genetically modified mosquitoes in various U.S. states. According to the NIH website, programs are being developed to allow human immunization via mosquito bite. It was Science Magazine that coined the phrase, flying syringes. Would you raise your hand, please? A shocking new report from the New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. You report these two men met at least six times. Well, I believe it, there were more. This included visits to the mansion, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane. When flight logs revealed that Gates had been a passenger on the Lolita Express, he claimed that he didn't know that the private jet belonged to Epstein. He also denied that he and Mr. Epstein were involved in any business deals. However, an expose by the New York Times revealed that not only did Bill Gates initiate a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein well after he was convicted of sex crimes, but the two were also involved in the process of co-founding a multi-billion dollar charitable fund. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? That it was all about philanthropy, that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money. Why would one of the richest men in the world choose to partner with the world's most notorious pedophile.
A deeper dive into Epstein's world revealed that the two men had more in common than meets the eye. Like Gates, Epstein was a billionaire philanthropist with a passion for science, health, education, and children. The Jeffrey Epstein Foundation donated millions of dollars to top universities, science institutes, medical schools, early education programs, youth initiatives, and international peace accords. Bill Gates is either the most misunderstood man alive or one of the most convincing con men to ever live. Is he a benevolent hero or a malevolent opportunist? Bill Gates. Personally, I would love to believe that one of the richest men in the world is giving away his fortune for the betterment of humanity. I want to believe that endearing smile. I want to believe that his heart is as soft and warm as his sweaters. At the very least, I want to believe that he's unaware of the damage he's done. I'm happy to announce that we've discovered a vaccine. We no longer have to live in fear. Everyone can get back to their normal lives. It's the great hope galvanizing the world. A vaccine for COVID-19. But are we being sold a lie? After all, COVID-19 is the seventh coronavirus to strike mankind. And we've never found a vaccine for any of them. The shortest time anybody's ever found a vaccine against any disease that I'm familiar with is about seven years. The average time is 20. To be talking about a magic bullet coming in months, it borders on the absurd. People like myself and Tony Fauci are saying 18 months. A year to a year and a half. If everything went perfectly, we could do slightly better than that. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have. And so governments will have to decide, you know, do they indemnify the companies and really say, let's, let's go out with this. Something that people should know about COVID-19 vaccines is they fall today under the PrEP Act, which came into being after 9-11 and after an anthrax scare. And this law gives virtually blanket liability protection. It's basically impossible to get any kind of compensation if you're injured. So people need to understand that if you take COVID-19 vaccines, you are absolutely on your own. If you're permanently injured, if you lose your job, if your healthcare expenses go through the roof, Tough luck. Volunteers all across the country began getting shots today as part of the final phase of testing for an experimental vaccine being developed by the NIH and the drug company Moderna. Um, the side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect. So. Are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this, if they stick with that, is, is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, you know, the, it, the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the things that are, they, you know, Moderna did have to go with a fairly high dose. And so, uh, you know, to get the antibodies. This isn't a vaccine story. 
this is a population management story. If your goal is to make this beautiful earth that we live on an exclusive playground for the entitled few, then populations that get in the way are a problem. And it is the empirical impulses of individuals who have decided that by outranking the rest of humanity, they can dictate upon humanity the conditions of their existence. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them. This bill enables the police to enter a home without a warrant. Madam Speaker, the police have never held that power. We will find out who lives in the house. If it's someone that is refusing, we will definitely consult with our health officer to look into next steps. So the sheriff's department and the health department showed up at her door with orders for her and her husband to wear ankle monitors. The couple says they never denied self-quarantining. You will no longer be able to leave home. Only one person will be able to go shopping once per day. Recreational activity is now no longer allowed. You will be allowed to have one hour of exercise, no further than five kilometres from your home. Are you serious? Just for not having a mask? For no mask? Are you serious? We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. You know the old expression about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. Some people are ratting their neighbors out, calling the police, but others are turning to the internet where social distance shaming has gotten ugly. In a time of crisis, trying to force compliance upon a population by making neighbors and friends distrust one another, it's exactly the opposite tactic we actually need. When human societies lose their freedom, it's not usually because tyrants have taken it away. It's usually because people willingly surrender their freedom in return for protection against some external threat. That's what I fear we are seeing now. This is a cognitive dissonant moment, which is being imprinted in your brain, just like remember the Great Depression, remember 9-11. Weapons of mass destruction. We are being conditioned to have the excuse for unbelievable acts of tyranny, which will be justified by remember 2020. And your loved ones, those that die, those that are infected, they're being used as cannon fodder, which is the ultimate desecration of their honor and integrity. And this is also a test of humanity to see how much of our liberty we will let go before we finally draw the line under enough. Benjamin Rush, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, stated, unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution, the time will come when medicine will organize into an undercover dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to one class of men and deny equal privileges to others. That time is now. Well, this won't be the last pandemic that we face. So we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That 